Welcome to the receding money line. You are with yours truly, Stevie Moneyline Mac and Pat. Make your money grow. We have week one of college football season where it really starts with some big games going on. We got the backyard brawl, West Virginia versus Pitt, Cincinnati versus Arkansas, Utah and Florida, which is I'm calling it the Urban Meyer Bowl, uh, Oregon and Georgia. And finally, Ohio State and Notre Dame, which is the original house-divided game. Uh, you can remember Brady Quinn's sister was dating A.J. Hawk, uh, who she's now married to. Um, but she also was the sister of Brady Quinn, who was the quarterback in Notre Dame. So, um, But first off, Pat, I want to ask you, how are you feeling this week? Are you Are you feeling more like... The Hawaii Little League World Series champions team, or are you more like the Hawaii University team that is the worst team in college football? Well, I would like to think that I'm the Hawaii Little League team, but if I'm being honest with myself, I uh, am not. I almost fractured my ankle jumping off like a two-foot box the other day and have been laying up on the couch icing my leg every hour of the day. Um, so I don't think I'm uh, the best at anything at the moment. So unfortunately I'm the Hawaii football team. Uh, that being said, the Hawaii, the Hawaii little league team, has there ever been a bigger uh, juggernaut in little league world series? I went to go bet on them before that final game against Curacao. Yeah. And they were minus 2,200 favorites to win that game before that, the game started. That is wild. That is I mean, wild. I've never seen like there's I don't have the numbers to back this up, but I'm just I think it's probably true like can you think of a championship ever a championship of anything where the favorite was minus 2200 to win. I mean, that's just crazy. So, I was I hoping for that. some good value. I would have I would have done it like minus 500, minus 800 even maybe, but um yeah i mean they put on an absolute clinic those guys those guys kids uh, i mean they're bigger than they're all bigger than me so uh they threw 77 miles an hour the starter was they so the team that was closest to beating them was tennessee and apparently what they did is they knew that their best pitcher like they would they could hit whatever you know you anyone could throw that fast they could hit so they threw this kid and all he threw was junk, like 40 mile an hour, like floaty EFIS pitches. Yeah. Like, and, and it worked, it kind of worked. Like they lost five to like five to one, like they still couldn't score, but they kept it like definitely in the range, Um, which I just love that. They're like, all right, like just throw whatever you like, throw yeah. it, loop it in, <laughs> see what yeah. happens. Yeah. It was, uh, it was not even that fun to watch. Um, but I do appreciate that, you know, some offshore guys are making lines on Little League Baseball. That's definitely a positive for society. I do. <laughs> yeah, 22 and a half. That's definitely it. Or 20, what was the line? 2,200. 2200. There, was, there was only a money line. Okay. All right. I think it's hard to pick that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I think when you're betting on 12-year-olds, you just got to be thankful for what you got, you know. Got all right. All right. So let's start off with, I guess, a review. So how did you do on our, you know, our matchup this week? I, I yeah. know the answer, but let me hear from your perspective. I, I went one, I went one and two. Um, 
I went one and two. Week zero was just kind of like what you think it's going to be, you know, like some bad games um, at weird times on weird channels. Um, I think I... I... Won. Even know what game you won. No, I won one. I obviously won Northwestern. Yeah. Um, plus 13. And then I lost Utah State minus 27 and a half. And uh I very, very easily lost the under on the Hawaii Vanderbilt game. <laughs> but I didn't know that Vanderbilt went to Hawaii two weeks ahead of time. I didn't know that either. And was acclimating to the time change. Oh, that that I mean, I mean my, obviously my whole, my whole like jello brain thesis was on, was on the time difference, which is like, you know, the most level zero thinking there is, um, but didn't matter. I feel like that happens. In summer, those kids aren't in school. Yeah. I feel like that happens every year. I see this game because Hawaii always plays week zero. And so I'm like, oh, like, well, I'm going to pick that game. And then the same thing happens. That team has been there for two weeks, so it doesn't matter. Right. Um, but that was bad. I mean, Hawaii may be the worst team in football. That's what people are saying. Um, it was they, they Vandy scored 35 points in the third quarter. That's hard yeah, to do that's... in a Madden game, let alone in a college football game. Um, 400 yards rushing. It was a, just a bloodbath, uh, yeah. which is funny because we had the same game. So I like I had my under on UConn and Utah State. Um, but a, a, which worked, but not because of the reasons I thought it worked because uh, UConn actually played some football this year. Yeah, um, they looked they looked good. Yeah, apparently I was hearing that they they brought like a whole new team. They have like like eleven or sorry, fifteen players from Power Five schools have transferred over. So they just like it's almost like the like a movie where there's like bring everyone on. They're obviously not going to win games, but they're going to like they at least have people. Yeah, which yeah. is good. Yeah. And then tell us you predicted the downfall of Scott Frost in Nebraska. That's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, uh, I don't like know the whole history of Scott Frost, but I just know that like what I do know about him is that he like has a penchant for like painfully winning football, sorry, painfully losing football games. Um, And it seemed like if there was any, perfect setup it was like the only real team playing uh on week zero um losing to like a bunch of journalism majors from northwestern just seemed like the perfect script um and i also doubled down at halftime and i took uh northwestern plus three which which obviously won also yeah so i was i was doing well I think it made up for my other two losses, which were uh, Utah State um, and the Hawaii over under. And you went two for one. I went two for one. Two two and one. Yeah. So uh, my other win was North Texas, which is North Texas is like my security blanket. Like whenever I need to look smart or break a cold streak, they they always help me out. No one. I I never watched them play. I don't think. But um, they they covered. They. They don't. Then they destroyed uh, UTEP, um, and uh, I'm I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna double down. I got them uh, as eleven and a half point dogs against SMU. So um, love it. Not love it. Not in the pick set, but you know I was very happy. So they get rewarded with another bet. That's how yeah. it works. 
<laughs> yeah, that's like that's like being at the roulette table, and it was like, oh well, black just worked, so I gotta go. I definitely need to go black again. Like that's that's <laughs> yeah. how betting works. Yeah. yeah, that's how gambling works. So did you did you bet on anything else this weekend? Any F one? Yeah, I did. I bet on F one. It was actually. Uh, it was a little too late for the pod because the, the lines weren't up yet when we recorded. But um, so it, just a little F1 recap. About six guys took new engines in their car. And when you take a new engine, you automatically get sent to the back of the grid, no matter where you qualify. But six guys took new engines. So the fastest guy, they all get put in the back and they get ranked by their qualifying time. So Max Verstappen took a new engine was the fastest of the six. So he started in four, at the 14th spot. His odds to win the race, if he was on pole, starting on pole, probably would have been like, he was so much faster than everybody else in qualifying. Probably would have been like minus 200 or something if he was starting at pole. But because he was starting in 14th, his odds were even, plus 100. Um, so I took Max to win. And pretty small. And then like a little bit before the race, I like, got kind of, you know, a little more excited about it, put a little more down. By the third or fourth lap, he was in seventh place, and he started in 14th. And it became extremely clear very quickly that he was going to win this race, barring a mistake or, you know, some totally weird thing. Um, so won some good money on Max. That was, that was good. And then uh, – That sounds like a good race to watch. It honestly, it should have been, it should have been, you're right. It should have been like a lot of good guys starting in the back, but like, it just wasn't like all the excitement was in the first like six laps and then nothing happened. Yeah. Like literally nothing happened. Uh, Lewis cut off Fernando Alonso and Lewis got knocked out. Um, Nicholas Latifi, who some of our friends refer to as a goat Tifi, even though he is the worst of all time. Uh, <laughs> He caused another crash and knocked out uh, Valtteri Bottas. Uh, but that was kind of it. And then it was just Max running away with it. There was a little excitement between Le uh, Leclerc trying to catch signs in the, in the last like seven laps. And I lost a little bit of money live betting that Leclerc would, would pass signs. But I still made out pretty well overall. Um, it was good. It was, it was good to, to, notch, a, to notch a win. Um, and then, like I said, I tried to bet on the Little League World Series, but, but no. you know, I, I wasn't going to do that. Nice. Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. So let's um, – What did you think of Week Zero overall? Like, what are your overall impressions of Week Zero as a – I mean, I like that it's early. It gets – I like that it has the spotlight over NFL, right? So the NFL waits two seasons or two, two weeks. Um, I wish the games were better. I wish more teams mm -hmm. took advantage of it. Um, even just to like have an extra like bye week. Cause if you could play week zero and then not play this week and kind of like, you know, get it, get some more rest. I, I, but I mean, all I want is college football back. And it was, yeah, it was exciting. I, I agree. I it was a net, obviously a net positive for, for fans. Um, it almost felt like they were, they used it to get some of these like weird teams, like, you know, like maybe like up and coming teams get them a little bit more in the spotlight for a week because you know everyone's going to be watching them. Um, 
So overall, good. I had it. I struggled with the channels. There were games on very weird channels that I had trouble finding. Yeah, but, I mean, there's nothing that brings the gambling community together together more than a Hawaii home football game. Oh, like they, let me they just say, love it. You're right. The 10 p.m. Okay, I'm in bed. I'm in bed at 12 o'clock. So it's like I'm not that guy. But yeah. But yes. Uh, one other thing I did bet on, where I had oh. a had a few cocktails. I think it was Friday night. And I bet on the Yankees over the A's minus one and a half runs. And I put the bet in wrong. And I like accidentally bet $186 to win $136. And I lost. And I lost. (laughs) So lost like almost like 200 bucks very quickly on Friday. And I'm, you know, dug a little bit deeper. It was just a tough, like, I'm just like kind of drunk in a cab on the way home and I just yeah. like put it, put it in wrong. And then, and then the Yankees won by one run. Like, are you freaking kidding me? Um, that was tough, but you know, it happens. <laughs> things like that happen when you're, they, they do happen. That's, that's the cost of doing business. That is the cost of doing business. Yeah. But for college football, I'm going to get back to our, our original ethos, which is just bet smaller amounts and you'll have a better time. Uh, you're definitely right so let's get back into college college football let's start with some big games i mentioned a lot of the ones that are coming up um before we get into our our competition so west virginia and Pitt. um wvu is a seven point underdog or seven and a half point underdog um Pitt coming off a big season pat what do you think well we'll just get right into it i've got west virginia plus seven and a half okay um I mean, the Mountaineers, baby. It's the first week of the season. <laughs> and this is actually I've – got, I've got 10 games on my slate. Mm-hmm. Over 51 is my over for the week. I know it's we haven't gotten to the competition yet, but I'll just flag that. Okay. Over 51, West Virginia Pitt is my over for the week. Um, I don't know. I just think they're going to they're gonna turn up the Mountaineers first week of the season. And uh, Pitt's just – Pitt's just, I don't know. I like the West Virginia plus seven and a half. There's a lot of, lot of hype around Pitt. There always has been. But over a touchdown to the Mountaineers, no. I I totally agree with you. This is, this is like, not only do I, I, I love this game, I love that WVU absolutely hates Pitt. Like, they, they love saying, like, you go to West Virginia, they're just saying eat shit Pitt, like, the entire time. Like, you bring up. Like you, like Heinz ketchup, they're 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 yelling that. Um, Do they not serve Heinz ketchup in like in restaurants? That seems like a thing that, or maybe no. because Heinz ketchup is so good, they're like just during the pit game week we won't <laughs> serve Heinz ketchup, but every other week you can have it. Yeah, no, the rivalry is actually because there's not that many people in West Virginia. There's a lot more people in Western Pennsylvania, so a lot of people from Western Pennsylvania go to WV travel. In travel. W, in WVU, oh, yeah, is like Morgantown borders Pennsylvania. It's like right, right up there. So it's really close. Um, but this is like West West Virginia hates Pitt. Pitt doesn't really care about this game. They think their biggest rival is Penn State. Penn State doesn't care about Pitt. <laughs> Penn State like thinks they're rivals with Ohio State and Michigan. Michigan and Ohio State don't care about Penn State. So it's like this hierarchy of people that, you know, of, of rivalries. And that always helps like the bottom team that like doesn't really care that much. 
So I'm going to go with WVU. Also a fun fact about this game, it's the battle of X uh, SC quarterbacks. So JT Daniels, who's a fifth-year junior, not senior, fifth-year junior, who left high school a year early to make it to the NFL quicker. Ironic, I know. Uh, is, is playing for West Virginia. And he's playing against the guy who stole his job at SC, uh, Keaton Slovis, who also lost his job uh, and, and had to transfer to Pitt. So that's like a fun wrinkle in this game. Did he transfer from USC to West Virginia for uh, hotter girls? Is that well? He <laughs> no, he spent two talk years. about a talk about a culture shock. Pat, he just spent two years in Georgia too. So he he was in SC for two years, lost his job, went to Georgia. Um, lost his job there and now is going to WVU. So okay, good, good, good luck. Good luck. And he was going to be a number one draft pick. So um, he's going to graduate and be like twenty six years old. <laughs> he's, he's getting uh, yeah, he will be. Yeah. Um, all right. So the next game we got on the docket is Cincinnati Arkansas. So both these teams are ranked. So Cincinnati's twenty fifth in country and, and Arkansas is around I think nineteenth. A lot of hype in them. What do you what do you what do you think of this game? Cincinnati or Arkansas is a six point favorite. I didn't pick this game. Okay. Um I didn't pick this game. It's Cincinnati lost their coach or he stayed. He stayed, they lost their quarterback and their cornerback. Right. And remind me who the coach is. It's Luke Fickle. It's the guy yeah, that everybody yeah, wanted. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he, he stayed. stayed. So he was like. He was like, I'm staying, like we got unfinished business, that kind of that kind yeah, of yeah. All right. You know, he's a football guy. That's that's pretty good vibes. Um Cincinnati plus six. All right. I I agree with you. Um I also feel hey, we're vibing tonight. We're vibing, we're vibing tonight. Uh the quarter the quarterback from Cincinnati, uh Ben Bryant, he was he's like an ex quarterback. So he was he when played, is this game? What night is this game on? Oh, I think it's Saturday. We have Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Oh, yeah. Games. We have all the games. We have all the games. Yep. So he played at Cincinnati for two years, went to ECU for a couple of years, then came back. Okay. So he's like a rebound. Okay. Nice. And then, all right, this next game, we got Florida versus Utah in the swamp, and Utah is a minus or three-point favorite. Utah is a three-point favorite? Yeah. The Utes, man. The running. <laughs> I, I like the running Utes here. Um, you call this the Urban Meyer Bowl? Yeah. Uh, just bad juju around Urban Meyer in general. So the so that's probably a good reason to take the under. <laughs> I, um, I, yeah. Yeah, they're all going to be thinking just about how their their Lord Savior Urban Meyer is not coaching, but he's probably like at some college bar somewhere with his. You know, backed up to some girl on the dance floor. Uh, no, I like I like Utah minus three and a half. They're running Utes. I have a long relationship with the Utes um, back to their NCAA tournament run in in 2014, um, where I went to a Utah watch party in in New York City. Uh, it was just it was just me and a couple a couple buddies. <laughs> um, yeah, what, what do you got in this game? <laughs> Were there any U- people that actually went to Utah? There? No, 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 no. There were no, there were no, at least it wasn't obvious that there were any Utah fans. We found down like the Utah alumni page um, and me and one of, and our friend Joel had gone. 
I got free tickets, this Utah Duke basketball game, and everybody was Duke fans. So we were like, all right, well, we got to be Utah fans. And then Utah wins in overtime. So we adopted the the Utes. We bought Utes t-shirts and uh, followed the team through their first round loss <laughs> in, the, in the tournament. But we were at this bar with about, you know, six of our friends. And uh, we were very obviously the only, only Utah fans there. Oh, absolutely. I am, I'm going to disagree with you on this one. I'm actually, I'm finally, maybe it's because I, I need a haircut because I'm going with the barber, our man, Dougie oh. Orzio. He's the biggest Florida Gator fan we know. I'm going to go with him. Um, points in the swamp. Huh? A, a Pac-12 team? This is weird. Um, I don't know where the trap is. I, if it if it, there is there, I'm just, it's it got the better of me. I I think that um, and I also heard that the Florida Gators, um, the new coach brought all his buddies, well not his buddies, but his entire like uh, running game from from the Raging Cajuns, and uh, which is just two linemen and a running back. So I I think that the running game is going to be better. But I just love that the coach brings all his buddies. Nice, nice. Um. All right, here I'll throw I'll throw some at you now. All right, All right. Thursday night. Thursday night. I'm going in time order. I like to lay you know know when I need to what I need to be paying attention to when. Yeah, we already did West Virginia Pitt, uh, Penn State the minus three and a half favorites over Purdue. The over under is fifty two and a half points. I am going to go with Penn State um, minus three and a half. Uh, I think Penn State is is going to be a good team this year. I think, I mean, I think Purdue stinks. I think, I think in general betting against Indiana teams, um, Penn state, uh, Purdue is, is a good strategy. Uh, and I'm going to stick with that. Um, and, uh, Sean Clifford, the, the quarterback from Penn state is, uh, is a Heisman dark horse. So that's where I'm going with. Also Purdue is one of those teams that I know is, is good. And like, is a real, is a real like sports school, but, um, I think this is just like a trap thing for me. Like I just always think of them as like some mid-major. Uh, so I will also be taking Penn State minus three and a half. All right, here's a good one. Thursday night, 9 p.m. The Minnesota Gophers versus New Mexico State. Minnesota is a minus 36 and a half favorite. Oh, my. Minus 36 and a half. Yeah. This, this comes into the question, do we believe in the coach? That, is that P.J. Fleck, the guy who does P. the P.J. Fleck. He's like, he always wears the tie and the sweater. And he's yeah. like, and he's he like says, a little psycho boat. midget. <laughs> yeah. all, they all say that. That's the thing. Then they yeah. say, ski you ma. Ski you ma. But his, he like brings his own slogan. Like he makes whatever school he joins change their slogan to row the boat. Um I'm going to go with New Mexico State. I, I think that P.J. Mm. Fleck is a um, – he's a fraud. and I, <laughs> He's a fraud. He's a fraud. He, he's a fraud. He can't build anything in, in Minnesota. I, I think that New Mexico State um, – my wife is also in Santa Fe this weekend, this week for work. And did you know that Santa Fe is, like, really high in elevation? So I think that's going to help them as they go to Minnesota to play. So I'm actually going to be in in Minnesota on Thursday night. Uh, so I will be riding with the Gophers uh, and taking. I don't know if it's quite enough points. Thirty six and a half. <laughs> <laughs> Minnesota minus thirty six and a half. The most obvious trap uh, of all time. 
Um, all right, what do we got Friday night? We have the two big games. Are you going to go Friday or do you want to do the two big ones? Oh, uh, let's do one from Friday. Okay. Okay. This one seemed obvious just because I didn't really know anything about one of the teams and really had didn't really know they played football. Um, Virginia Tech minus seven and a half versus Old Dominion. Old I Dominion. Mean, Old Dominion is only getting seven and a half points. That that also seems like a trap game, but Old Dominion is is in Virginia, so it's like it's one of those classic games. Um, I think they just moved up to Division One a couple of years ago, uh, but I I would go with Virginia Tech in that game. I I think that they're right. superior. That I think it's easy. Yeah. Um, and then the other one, Michigan State's playing Friday night. Minus 22 and a half versus Western Michigan. I, I think that's it. Go ahead. I was very close to, to betting. Actually, that's not true. I bet, I bet Western Michigan. Or is it Western Michigan or Central Michigan? Western. I bet Western Michigan. I um, But I definitely regret it, but I already bet them. So I'm just going to ride with it. I think Michigan nice. State's. Yeah. Uh, uh, they're going to. Michigan State's going to pounce all over them. I've got Michigan State minus 22 and a half. I've also got Illinois plus three over Indiana. I mean, that's Indiana. Yeah. India, yeah. that's like easy. Correct. Um, all right, Saturday. Saturday. Big games. Big games. The Georgia versus Oregon. Yeah. Number number one in the country, or number two in the country versus number 11. The spread is minus 17 and a half for Georgia. Is that too much, or is that oh. not enough? Look, I'll probably – I haven't – bet this game yet but i'll probably pick oregon plus 17 and a half and i guarantee you i will lose like i guarantee <laughs> i guarantee you i will lose uh i mean i don't know what does oregon look like relative to oregon or sorry what does uh, georgia look like compared to georgia last year well they lost 15 players to the nfl I've but, heard of the NFL. I've yeah, they, they take a lot of <laughs> they, they transferred. They, they transferred. transferred to the NFL. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think that the like they've always had talent. So it's not a school that doesn't have talent. Like they they were gonna replace them with five stars. They replaced five stars with five stars. And I think that they winning the natty takes a lot of pressure off because mm-hmm. that's always been the kind of thing. They can't beat Alabama and they can't they're gonna win. underperform. No, I think they're going to win. I think that they, the, the monkey's off their back. They're complacent. Yeah. Oh. And so the quarterback from Oregon is the old Auburn quarterback, Bo Nix, who is known for winning games despite being not that good. Um, okay. so, so, like, I think that George, Georgia beat him in Auburn, and they're going to beat him in Oregon. I think they're going to just – I think they're going to pound him. I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with the champs. All right. All right, I like it. Yeah. Um, Michigan versus Colorado State. Michigan minus 30 and a half. That's a lot of points. That's a um, lot of points. So did you hear – so Michigan is like their coach – or Jim Harbaugh refused to name number one quarterback. So he's letting, Oh, and he's playing two guys first two games? Yeah, one is going to play game one. One is going to play game two. Um, and because that sounds so ridiculous, I can't bet on them. I'm going to go have to go on Colorado state because also, that, like, that's a terrible idea. 
it's a terrible idea, right? He's basically banking on winning both games. He's like, like I don't know who their second game is against, but you only do that if you're very confident that you're going to win both of the games. And you, I don't know. It's not, it's not like the decision is going to be easier when they both play well or like that you win both games and the decision is going to be easier. I don't know. That's crazy. What typically happens when you do this is they both play average and then you're still sitting there going, Right, that's what I mean. Like, are you going to learn that much more? I mean, maybe you will, I guess. But, like, you're probably playing two bad teams. Like, you're going to score a shit ton of points both games. And you're going to you're gonna finish week two and be like, okay, like, we beat Colorado State by 32 points and we beat whoever by 29 points. And, uh, like, does that really make our decision any easier? I, I don't think so. I, I I think that it's only going to cause issues. So that's why I'm I'm going to, I'm going with Colorado State. And then the other guy's going to transfer immediately. So that's they, they that's what they're saying is that it's all a ploy to make sure he doesn't transfer because he thinks he can win with both of them. Um which is just like it's just dumb. Like like everyone sees through it. Yeah. But that's what it is. All right. Um the the other big game, two, yeah. number, no, number three versus number five, um, Ohio State versus Notre Dame in Ohio State. Another big favorite. Ohio State is a 17-point favorite. <laughs> you were number one in saying that you do not trust Notre Dame. So no, tell, me, I, tell me why I, you don't. Well, no, I'm actually taking Notre Dame. Oh. Plus 17 and a half. Uh, and look, I watched the Manti Teo documentary this week. <laughs> so I know that these teams, th- sorry, I know that Notre Dame is playing for the ghost of Manti Teo's girlfriend. And she's back in the press. She was out of the press for eight years or so. Um, but bringing up tough scars and moments like that is going to really bring this team together and they're going to they're going to play well. I don't know anything about Notre Dame this year. Nothing. Uh but I do know that they're going to cover plus 17 and a half and that is my underdog of the week. Oh. Notre Dame plus 17 and a half against Ohio State. I've also got over 59 because Ohio State's going to score like too many points. <laughs> That's a hedge, basically, because like, <laughs> I'm so confident that Notre Dame plus 17 and a half. But if Ohio State wins, they're going to win like 60 to 14 or something. Yeah, I, I, I actually I have Ohio State and I think that I finally got over the fact that Notre Dame is not going to win any big games. The only way they win this game or get, keep it close. All that means is that Ohio State stinks this year, which I don't think is true. Um, Notre Dame has a new coach, and I'll say this. Brian Kelly, who left to go to LSU, is a very good coach. Yeah. So I think that they're actually going to really struggle. Like, that's going to be make a big difference. The new in coach the is the man. He is the man, but Brian Kelly is also not the man, but he's also very good at coaching football, which – right. Like you can hate someone, but like you know, X's and O's are like, X's and O's. Like you're the man, but you would not be a very good football coach. <laughs> yeah, like it doesn't. <laughs> great point. Absolutely great point. Yeah. 
And somebody, right. Somebody could be not the man and a really good coach. Yeah. But if you're not playing well, are you going to play well for somebody who's the man who's not a good coach? All right. So let's get to our, I kind of did some of mine, but our, our picks of the week and a uh, favorite, a dog and over under, I I'll recap mine real quick. So I've got, I've got over 51 Pitt, West Virginia. I've got Virginia Tech minus seven and a half. And I've got, I'm going to regret this. So I'm going to regret this so badly. Notre Dame plus 17 and a half. What a terrible pick. I love, I love it. Um, so I got, my favorite is actually a game we didn't talk about, and that is Clemson minus 21 and a half versus Georgia Tech. Uh, I think we've forgotten about Clemson. Uh, Georgia Tech hasn't won a game since last September, and they literally never covered the spread. Mm. Um, Ever. I like that a lot, actually. Yeah. And I my one of my favorite quarterbacks is, uh, is the Clemson quarterback, DJ Ugalele. Um, mm-hmm. he is, he loves, he was the king of the high school mixtape, uh, coming out of California and he's, he's ready to bounce back. He, like he just, he really wants to make the highlight tape and put it on his Instagram. So I think this is, this is his game. He seems like a guy who really wants to beat up on bad teams. So I, I'm going with Clemson on nice. this. Um, the underdog, I'm going with the Gators, uh, with the reasons I said before, um, because they brought his running game over. And then the over is another game we haven't talked about. I'm trusting Saban. Utah State versus Alabama, 62 and a half. I'm pretty sure Alabama can score nine touchdowns on their own. Um, they're coming off the, the championship loss. And uh, Utah State is is going to – I'm thinking they're going to put up 14 points just to, you know, get you know kind of make the over happen. But it's going to be all Alabama. And uh, so – Roll Tide. Awesome. Uh, this will be good. It's it's week one. We've got NFL starting September 11th. Uh, next ne- next weekend or two weeks? Two weeks. It's next weekend. Next weekend. It'll be next weekend, a week from Sunday. Uh, and we have Bill's Chargers on Thursday night. Oh, yeah. So we'll record before that. Uh, I think Bill's game. are minus – Started off plus one or now like minus two and a half, I want to say. Bills Rams, not Bills Chargers. Bills Rams, sorry, Bills Rams. Um, you know, the LA teams, it's they're, they're both they're both the same. Same color, uh, same stadium. Yeah. So I think Bills minus two and a half is like is the bet, but you know, I'll I'll get my flux capacitor fired up and really tuned in uh over the next over the next week. Um what are your plans for watching this weekend? Are you gonna Are you gonna be able to watch a bunch of games, or what are you doing? I well, I'm definitely gonna be. I'm definitely been watching games. Um, I'm gonna have to schedule around my uh, anniversary, uh, first year wedding anniversary. So uh, it was on the fourth. So we're you mean schedule it. like around like your anniversary, like for the games? Like, oh, babe, we can't go to dinner tonight. Like Notre Dame time. Yeah, that'll so, go well. That'll go well. <laughs> so, so I'm getting my seat in the right area where I can like catch a game. Also, um, yeah, you know, hopefully my, my wife doesn't listen to the end of of this podcast, so she won't even know what I'm talking. Oh, uh, she won't. No. 
Uh, but how about you? What's your plan for the games? Long I'm going to be in Minnesota. In Minnesota. I'm going to be you- in Minnesota. We are going to be sitting by the lake, going out on a pontoon, drinking a bunch of bush light. Uh, we'll be betting on all the games. Um, Sunday, we're going to go shoot some birds. We're going to go uh, do some pheasant hunting on Sunday. Nice. Uh, and we'll have a little – well, there will be no games on Sunday. So, yeah, Saturday is just all football all day. Nice. Uh, and we fly on Thursday. Hopefully, we get to catch the end of the Gophers game. Um, oh, but yeah. we'll, you know, ski you ma minus thirty <laughs> minus thirty six and a half. Ski Thank you for listening. That is what week. I don't even know. Sixteen week eighteen. Eighteen of the receding money line to all of our very loyal listeners. Uh, thank you for sticking with us and through baseball purgatory. We're heading into. The absolute best time of the year. We'll have baseball playoffs. We got college football, NFL, and uh, it's a great time to be a sports fan. So we'll talk to you guys next week. Get your bets in. And remember not to bet too much. And don't bet when you're in a cab after a few beers. We'll leave you with that. Talk to you guys next week. Have a good one.